Fear of disappointment can become a vision in itself. Mm. When you fear disappointment and you start visualizing what could go wrong, that becomes your vision. You, you know, the thing is, is here's the, here's the kind of backhanded side of vision. When you decide not to have it, you end up having it just as much as if you decided to have it. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hey, we got a vision for this episode, Evan. (laughs) We do. It's serious. I felt like I almost sensed that coming. <laughs> well, it is the law of vision. That's what we're into. Mm-hmm. And this is another episode of Way of the Artist. <laughs> get ready. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some stuff. Um, so on this one, we're talking about vision, which is a, as you'll probably find out, a very linked uh, law to just about everything in a lot of ways because it's very foundational. It's a lot about purpose. It's a lot about your why and your meaning and your thoughts and how you're seeing your world and what you're experiencing as you're going for all this stuff. It's very deeply linked into your internal world of your artistry. And I think quite overlooked because I think we live in quite a practical society where we're always like, how to, how do I do this? How do I make this happen? Yeah, Which is an important Step. It's mm-hmm. an important thing for us to to have a grasp of, of because you know vision is is nothing um, other than just an idea until it's put into action, mm-hmm. which is kind of how it's also associated with the law of beginning, which we talked on the last one about. You know, it's like beginning kind of t- is the thing that takes the vision and starts to manifest it into our actual world. Yes. But vision is an equally important part of the equation of uh, the kinds of artists that we want to be, the kinds of creative people that we want to be, but also the kinds of uh, uh, work that we want to create as well. Vision applies to both of these things. It's universal in that way. Totally. Um, also I think like with vision, it's like sometimes people look down on it because it's like, you know, I have a dream or you're a dreamer and it's like, you know, this idea that people who have dreams or visions don't actually go and do them. But the thing is, is that people do actually go out and do their dreams and visions. Some people have dreams and visions where they never do anything and they give visions and dreams a bad name because they don't ever take action on them. But it doesn't mean that having a vision or a dream isn't necessary. In fact, I think it's absolutely critical if you're going to take action at all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because it's like, what kind of action do you even take? Yeah. You know, otherwise it's just like, what we're just turning our wheels around and, and everything begins with vision. That's where everything starts in leading a creative life in all senses of of that expression. Without vision, we have no direction. Without vision, we have no sense of, of purpose. Without vision, we don't have, I think we don't have any kind of growth or evolution either. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, vision 
implies a sense of of the unknown. Vision implies a sense of something I haven't done yet or hasn't been done yet. Um, stepping into something that's maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but fueled by by excitement and possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd say a big part of vision too, at least for me in my experience, has been imagination is a huge part of the whole process. Oh, of course. And how much you allow yourself to imagine. You know, how much do you allow yourself to take images and put them through a process of like you know, going and playing around and seeing what could happen, you know, and, and experiencing those image, you know, like those images, those, those imaginations, like what would it be like and kind of letting yourself kind of walk through that experience. And I found that like with imagination, I mean, I think I uh, personally, I think it's our most incredible tool as human beings is to have imagination. And yet we don't use it because, we don't really realize the power that it has because yeah. it just seems like when you think about imagination, I think a lot of people just go, Oh, I'm just kind of daydreaming. You know, I'm, I'm wandering off into space, doing nothing, getting nothing done. And it's like, well, you might be getting a tremendous amount done because you might be actually getting your mind clear and focusing on what actually matters here. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is the thing, and we'll get into this with the law of action and the law of momentum and things like that, mm-hmm. right? But the thing is, is that with imagination, it helps you know what action to take. It helps you to actually garner momentum in a certain direction. And I think with imagination, too, is like sometimes, you know, you use your imagination not to necessarily make that image happen exactly as you see it in your head, but you you use the image to link you into the feeling that is your imagination because ultimately we're feeling beings. And Mm -hmm. so vision and imagination, what they're really trying to do is use imagery to get you to feel. And really what you're after is the feeling. You're not actually after the images as much as you might think. And I think that's where people get confused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a really good point. Um, and what you're touching on, I think is an important part of, so like, let's, let's, let's get into this Let's just take it here. Uh, (laughs) um, The thing is, like, with with vision, so I think we've kind of established at this point, it's like, it is important to have a vision. I think it is important to have a vision at all times in your life. Um, But that vision, I'd also like to say, is something that I believe is is something that is uh, ever-growing and ever-evolving, you know, and, and it shifts. You know, sometimes vision has a way of saying like, oh, okay, yes, yes, this is the place I'm going. And again, it's an, there's an emotional attachment I usually have to that vision. It's something that that is inspiring to me. It is something that pushes me on to, to do something I haven't done before, you know, and, it, and it's powerful enough to push me past whatever resistance and fear that I have. This is the kind of vision that I'm talking about and trying to communicate that we need to get ourselves grounded into Mm -hmm. to really feel that, to really see it, to really get a sense of that feeling in our bodies. Yes. That's the, that is how powerful our visions need to be developed. Right. And that will push us to whatever is next. Because as I've also discovered is that sometimes I'm 
I'm, I'm really motivated by a vision that I have. I'm heading down this path, and then I get to this point, and I go, oh, it's not quite that, is it? And then it, it starts to get more and more specific. I start, it starts to get more and more clear, you know, because sometimes there's a lot of other attachments and associations I've, I've brought into that initial vision, that initial image. And as I start down the path to it, it, it starts to kind of morph in front of my eyes. And that's not a bad thing. You know, that's not a, a, a giving up. That's not, you know, sometimes it's holding on to a certain preconceived notion that we had that beca- can become such a limiting and painful factor, you know, because we don't know how, how things are going to unfold on the path towards that vision. Mm-hmm. But we can adapt to it. And usually it's through the through the adapting to it and the embracing of how that's changing that we actually start to get more in alignment with what we actually really want and what gives us our actual sense of purpose. Hmm. But that initial vision is so crucial to get us started, to get us moving towards it. You know, it, it really is kind of like that you know, that sense of perspective of when we're far away from something, we just kind of see this outline of it, you know, maybe a few shapes, maybe a few colors. And then we say, yeah, I'm going that way. I'm going that direction. I want to see that. Hmm. I want to go and see that. I want to go and experience that. And as we start to move closer and closer and closer to it, we start to discover all of these different things along the way. And it starts to to form in front of us. And it's not always exactly what we thought it was. Mm -hmm. But it got us moving there anyhow. Right. Yeah. I find that, uh, you know, some of the, I mean, I, I really believe that human beings are emotionally motivated and it, everything is energy in motion. It's all emotion. So if you have a vision, the key thing is, is that you feel the vision. You know, so it's like one thing to have an idea in your head and have an image, but it's your ability to connect and feel that connection to it from a feeling place in your own body. And then from there, that's what's actually give you the momentum, the drive, the, the you know, the need to kind of go towards it. Um, I think... Um, feeling is the is the real ultimate kind of guide because and that's yes. that's the thing with the, the you know the human body is like we have these incredible minds but the thing is is this this body too has something what it creates like this passion and this fire and it creates all sorts of stuff angst anger sadness our emotions are one of our most powerful feedback systems yes for us to listen to that's the problem is we always try and stuff them and control them when they're really just trying to communicate something to us, you know, like it's, and, and to maybe in context to this conversation and this subject, you know, the, the feelings of, of, of joy and lightness and elation and, and those types of things are indications of this is like, we're on the right path. Mm-hmm. We're on the right direction when we start to have the feelings of, of pain and anger and sorrow, these types of things, these are emotions saying like, Hey, correct course, correct course. This isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. This isn't quite right. Make a shift yeah. here or there. It's not giving up. It's not like, like saying, no, this is, this is done. Or maybe it's saying that this is done, but 
usually it's more so a case of it's done, but it's just a different direction. Yeah. You know, so in a way you could even argue that it's like, it's not really ever done. It's just deflection. Pivot is something that you always say. (laughs) Like just pivot. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people think vision is somewhere you get. They don't realize it's something you become. And I think that's the myth of our Mm. current society is like, oh, when I win the Oscar, I will have reached my vision. It's like, no, you will become the person that can win an Oscar. You will become the Oscar winner. The fact that they put a piece of metal in your hand is irrelevant when you get there. And that's the thing that a person who gets caught in the end result destination idea forgets and they get so focused on a little piece of metal in the hand that they forget that the person who's fucking holding it is why that thing exists is why that thing matters and so the thing is is like with vision it's good to have that destination it's good to have this idea of where you want to go and what you think your life will be like when you get there but like the real reward is who you become through it and I think it's, it's um, you know, that's where we get knocked off course because we start getting too caught up in the result. We start getting too caught up in all of this stuff. And the other thing I want to say about that, because you were pointing out feeling, is just, you know, there's these feeling feedback loops we're getting. We're constantly going like, mm-hmm. oh, this doesn't feel right. Okay, maybe go over here. And I think that the other thing about vision, at least in my experience, I can say is that sometimes you will do what doesn't feel good because it actually feels good. And the reason why I say that is because when you have an ideal or when you have a principle or something that matters so much and it feels so good that that matters to you, the temporary pain you're going through becomes irrelevant. I used to do this Mm -hmm. when I was like running in soccer, you know, we'd have these hard days. It'd be like, I don't care about this temporary pain. Like I'll just, I'll run until I'll fall over because I really believe these coaches. I believe what we're doing is that when we get to that moment where we're the most fit team and we were, that whatever pain we're going through right now is irrelevant. And that, that, that is where vision transcends our human, like temporary need. And when we don't have vision, that's why I think we sit on the couch and we eat Cheetos and we watch TV (laughs) because we're like, I just want to feel good right now. But like vision makes you go, I don't care about feeling good right now. I'm willing to actually feel good through feeling not good right now. You know? Right. And, 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 yeah, what you're getting into is is kind of like a tricky thing because I mean I, I don't want to knock um, sitting on the couch and and eating Cheetos or anything like that because that has its place too. Sure, but um, I understand what you're saying. Like it's for me, it's it's being in a place where um, for me it's it's more it's more joyful to be pushing into this vision that I have, this thing that I'm trying to create that makes me uncomfortable because I'm so stoked about it. And when I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and putting it off or something, you know, if I'm procrastinating, that becomes painful. Yes. That becomes just like a slow bleeding kind of death <laughs> where I'm just like, Ugh, don't you be know? dramatic or anything. And now, yeah, but, <laughs> but it's like, it's that that's actually not too far away from the feeling that I get when I'm not when I don't have that excited vision Mm. that I'm attached to, you know, and, and I want to bring this up again because, uh, 
and these questions that we brought up in, in episode one, which was finding your path. And these questions are, what do I really want? And what gives me, what is my sense of purpose in the world? These are, are two, like, I, and again, I can't understate the importance of these questions for us to really, as artists, I mean, I think everybody needs to be asking themselves these questions. You're an artist. Oh, my God. Like, you're an artist. You're a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. You're a person who is ho- who is holding up a mirror to to ourselves and to society. We're, we're taking a, a, a deep look, examination. We're paving ways. We're, we're, and then how this incorporates then with vision. Like, our vision is also kind of a vision to to also share mm-hmm. that's the thing like it's always meant to share it's always meant to communicate so it's what are we what is the vision that we are sharing with people what are we trying to communicate with that vision so this has vision has so many implications maybe somewhat beyond what the everyday person um brings to the table yeah. You know, like there's just, there's another element to which vision impacts us as artists in our, in our lives. Well, you know, I think like the, the average person, the everyday person, it's, it's not that they don't have vision or imagination. It's totally there. It's a matter of like how we were trained and educated, you know, and I'm going to get into it, Evan, because that's what I get into. <laughs> But we were, we, and I, listen, I believe in jobs. I believe in jobs. I honestly, uh, not Steve Jobs, jobs, like in general, like working. I think it's a good thing. But I, Steve Jobs was a visionary. Yeah, he was a well. visionary. And he's different than Jobs. So yeah. um, we'll get into that too, probably. But listen, so you got your education system, which taught you how to have a job to make money, to, you know, put food on the table, have a roof over your head, and, and basically to do some type of service to keep our economy and our social system working. It's a great, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that I've always looked at it as a temporary means to an ultimate greater vision. And I think mm-hmm. the problem is, is that it's presented to us as though it is the ultimate vision for us. And, you know, uh, to be honest and to be blunt, some people got to dig ditches. That's just the reality of the world we live in. Somebody's got to do it. So if you don't want to have a vision, go dig a ditch. Fine. That's what you want to do. You dig a ditch and love digging a ditch, but don't knock how your life could be like something else. If you're not willing to have vision, vision allows you to not be a ditch digger. It allows you to, to look around and get some perspective and see what's possible. Now I'm going to share something because I shared this with you before and I feel it's really important. Mm-hmm. And it's a big thing that happened for me recently, which is I, I went through my, my lifeline. You know, I went through my history. It's, it's actually been a long process, but I've been going through this and I had a realization the other day and I was like, you know, my last name is Cook. Okay. We come from, uh, this part of my family, the Cook line comes from England, right? And we were the cooks. That's what we did. We were a peasant, essentially family that cooked. That's what we did. And that's how we were known. You know, the Smiths, my friend, actually, uh, Scott <laughs> Smith was a blacksmith. Yeah. That's where Smith came from. So we all had a lot in life somewhere along the line in my genealogy somewhere, we have Captain Cook. Captain Cook was a 
came from a Cook family, from Cooks, and decided, I am willing to go venture out into the world. I'm going to captain a ship with a bunch of these other peasants and people. I'm going to convince the kings and queens of my time to give me enough money <laughs> to get this cook to captain a ship across the fucking ocean yeah. to go find some new land for us all. And he was willing to risk his life to go do that. But he didn't accept his lot in life. He had a vision that if he took a ship and went out into the wild ocean, which people thought was flat and you'd fall off the end of it, that he could find something that would be whatever. And the thing is, is I look look at that and I go, you know, that's interesting because we all have our lot in life. Am I a cook because I'm going to just cook food for everybody and that's my lot in life for the rest of my life? Or am I going to be the pioneer that's going to go and sail out into the unknown? And when I look at Vision and I look at Captain Cook and I look at this great, great, great grandfather of ours and I look at him and I say, well, that was a guy who decided to be a visionary. He must have seemed crazy to everybody. But he went and did it. And so vision is kind of this thing is like, you know, you mentioned the unknown. You go into these wild open seas. You don't know what you're going to find. By the way, he found the Hawaiian Islands. Pretty fucking incredible. If you have never been, it's like one of my favorite islands, you know, favorite places in the world. It's incredible. Not just because he found it, but it actually is an incredible little place. And the thing is, is that's that's part of what vision is. You go out there, you don't know what you're going to find, but you're going to find something. And I think the thing is, is that it's part of becoming the, the person that's willing to go explore. And here's the other thing. Not every story ended that way. Some stories ended with their whole team dying in the middle of the ocean, some storm, something, whatever. And the thing is with vision is I think that you don't, you don't worry so much about whether you're going to be remembered as this great thing at the end of the day. And that's a wonderful thing that we have in our history. Mm -hmm. And in some ways we're lucky. We're lucky to have... Because others paved paved that way and we don't have to do quite that. But... You know, when we look at visionaries, sometimes we only recognize the ones who actually achieved a goal. It doesn't mean that he is the only visionary that ever was successful. Many other people went out there and they were willing to captain ships Mm -hmm. to go out there. And I think that's an incredible thing. And I think when I think of vision, that inspires me. I go, you know, I don't have to accept my lot in life. I could go out and I could risk. I could try. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that this is an important... um, side of this thing, like, because I think, um, our dreams and our vision, uh, have our links to each other. You could, you could perhaps argue that they're kind of synonymous and and kind of the same thing, but there might be a subtle distinction here. Regardless, um, there's a thing that can happen, especially as artists, because, you know, there's this idea, there's kind of this, this association. It's like, you're an artist, you're a dreamer. Right. And that can even have like being labeled a dreamer has its own sort of like stigma to it um, out there in society. And it's just like basically it's saying it's just like, well, you're full of shit, you know, like you're not you're not in reality. You are not, you know, like <laughs> you're not with the rest of us kind of thing. Um, and so if you're listening to this, depending on what space you are in your life, you know, you could be in a place where you're so super connected to your dreams and, and your vision. Um, but you might be at a point in your life and, and I've been through this, uh, where as an artist and where I had my vision and part of it was just hanging on to a vision that was dead. 
but it it can become a a thing where it, it becomes you, you think you're you're not safe to have a vision you're not safe to have a dream um you know there's a fear of being let down of 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 you know you start to buy into that shit that people that the 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 doubters and the and the haters and and the people who are blocked themselves as creatives um you start to buy into their story and if you're in that place or if you're not in that place i find that there's a, that life has a way of of kind of sometimes testing us hmm. you know in in that way where we might end up in a place where we just go oh my god what's happening here and do not ever let go of of having your visions you know or having your dreams maybe they shift usually if it's reaches a painful point it's just saying like okay well what is it that i it's that reevaluation okay well, what is it that i do really want mm-hmm. what is it that really does give me a sense of meaning and purpose mm-hmm. and we reevaluate and and we discover something new but don't give up on dreaming because I, I realized at a point in my life that I had not allowed myself to dream anymore. And, and it's, and it is like a, a horrible, painful limbo. That's just not worth going down. You know, sometimes life throws a curveball at us as the expression goes, and we just don't know how to handle it. And, but all I can say is just like, don't stop being a visionary, mm-hmm. you know, keep going, keep going, just keep redefining that vision, redefine that dream. Um, keep your imagination active because that's, that is life. You know, that is your lifeblood. Yeah. I would say even just to further your point, because I can relate to what you're saying. Like I went through massive disappointment, you know, at one point in my life and, uh, more than one, but I, one that nearly devastated me, knocked me right off, right on my ass. And, uh, I was walking around and, and all my visions and all my dreams just seemed, it just seemed it was a very bleak time. And it was a time of like, man, like maybe I was foolish to think that any of this stuff is possible. Maybe I was, maybe I've, maybe I'm wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And in some ways there's good things in that, you know, you get some humility, you you know, you kind of like, but I'm glad I came out of it because I was without purpose. And what I found was like the fear of disappointment can become a vision in itself. Mm. When you fear disappointment and you start visualizing what could go wrong, that becomes your vision. You know, the thing is, is here's the, here's the kind of backhanded side of vision. When you decide not to have it, you end up having it just as much as if you decided to have it. You actually just get the opposite. You get, now you get, um, and I'm going to relate this back to my family line again. You decide, well, we've always been cooks. It's always worked as cooks. We've always been able to make a dollar cooking food. Let's continue to cook food. We know that's safe because when we've tried anything else, it didn't work out. So disappointed. So we are cooks, right? The other thing is, is someone crazy as, as whosever son that was, I don't know, went up and said, you know, I'm going to go and do this thing must've looked insane because 
to everyone else's disappointment vision, he had a belief that something else was possible. And I said this in the the, the law beginning. The first step is the loneliest step because mm. you've got to step away from your whole family. Your whole family, you're, like this is the thing that we don't realize. Our entire family lines have been built on safety and security and consistency. That's how we exist as human beings. Mm-hmm. So artists step outside of what is our normal line, our genealogy, our our, our family lineage. And it, it steps outside of the comfort. Yes. Yeah. And so in some ways, you know, if your family doesn't believe in you or your family's doubting you, you got to understand that we've all built safety for our for our loved ones. We've all mm-hmm. learned ways to support each other and protect each other. When you're an artist, you're kind of balking that. Like you're, you're like, you're knocking that in the face a little bit and saying like, I'm going to risk, I'm going to take some dangerous steps here. And the rest of the family, your friends, everybody's going to go like, Whoa, like, like partly I don't want to let you get hurt. And the other part of it is like, this threatens yeah. my and, and to largely, I, and I want to redefine a little bit, um, what that what's actually going on there okay you know for for this isn't me like saying that you're wrong brandon (laughs) this is me just i i just want to put a spin on if you find yourself or have found yourself in a situ in a situation like that um which is that like really truly um you know you might think that they don't support you and that's not the case it's not that they don't support you it's their fear they're putting onto you. And that fear is coming out of a place of love. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit misguided. Right. It's a lot bit misguided. Um, you know, because they just, they just want you to, to, to be, you know, happy. They want you to be safe. They don't, they don't want you to go through any pain and they're afraid of you going through pain because they, they don't see what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't quite understand it. I mean, you and said it exactly. They don't see what you see. They don't That's see what, what vision see. is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, and your vision is your vision. It's nobody else's, you know, and that's, that's why it is something that requires a bit of a, a step out from safety because you're stepping out into, into something that either nobody's done or something that you've never done before. Um, and, and it has its own rewards and it has its own risks, mm-hmm. um, that go with that. But anyway, all I really wanted to say about that was just, if you're in that situation, it's really just it, recognize that where these people are coming from is actually a loving place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said something to me and you've said this to me, like, I don't know how many times, but we're always making decisions out of fear or love. Yeah. And the thing is, is that you break down fear enough, it in some ways becomes back down to love if you think about it. Yeah. Because when it comes to family and it comes to fear, in my experience, fear is really just love. I'm scared you're going to die and I don't want you to die. I don't want you to hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, the, the fear is is just vibrating above the level of love. You know, it's, it's actually, I think like a lot of the time, like love takes you removing that layer of fear so that you can just feel the love. So you can feel like, you know, um, and I think we're, we're kind of coming into a time where some parents and some people are kind of going, yeah, like I'm going to encourage you to do what you love. And 
you know, at the same time, I'm not going to let my fears kind of infect necessarily what you see. But the thing is, is like, we all need a healthy dose of fear. Let's be honest. You don't blame your family or your friends or the rest of society. You don't make them wrong. They're giving you a healthy dose of fear. Here's the thing. My great, great, great grandfather, I don't know how many greats it is actually, but went out into the open sea with a bunch of other people and they decided we're going to go find something. They could have all died and many yeah. people did. You need a healthy dose of fear. You need to realize that you're going, like, I don't know if you've been yeah. in the open water. It's insane. It's mm-hmm. like a little crazy, especially when you're in a, in a little boat. And especially when you're probably in an old rickety kind of like wooden boat built yeah. back then. So the thing is, is like having a healthy dose of fear is good. Not that it limits you, but that it keeps things in perspective. That you kind of realize, like, I'm not invincible. There are dangers out there in the world. And as much as I want to go gung-ho towards my vision and my dream, that there are consequences. And, and you know what? I, I'm just going to fill this in last one point. Is that I've lived the life as an artist and I've had some incredible moments. And I, I bet there will be many incredible moments to come. But here's the thing. I have had my power shut off at my place. I have been unable to pay rent at the end of the month. And I have had a period where I basically could barely afford food and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I've had those moments. I've lived through them. I'm through them. I've come out the other side. I am who I am today. I feel like I'm better for it. But I was willing to stay the course in spite of those moments. And that's in some ways what vision does for you because it makes you go, yeah, you know, fucking power shut off. But that's okay. I'm doing what I love because my vision, my vision and my values were always like, I want to have a life of meaning more than I want to, you know, right. And so I think where we're kind of leading to, and I don't know if you agree, but like, Vision is kind of like you being honest about what really matters to you. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. What's, 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 what does your life mean? Because, like, this is, we're all ending out, like, dead, right? So it's not, like, it's, yeah. like, it's a one-way course. So, yeah. like, we might as well make something out of this, right? And I think some of us just, we get enough of that vigor inside of us where we go, fuck, like, I- I'm going to try some stuff because, like... <laughs> I just realized that this might yeah. not work out, you know? Yeah. And it's, and I always argue that it's like, it's a, it's a far better way to live in that way than to just live a life of safety, Yeah, which is, a, is like a slow death. It's an early death. I've heard it sort of characterized as by different, you know, writers and philosophers through the years. It's like, that's, that's an early death because you've already just kind of, you just kind of resigned. You, you've kind of gone numb, you know, you've, you, you're, you're closed off, you know, from the many and extraordinary experiences and possibilities of the world. And vision is just about opening us up to possibility. And yes, there is a, there is a cost of entry (laughs) (laughs) and it means getting uncomfortable. It means, you know, getting hit with some unexpected things, you know, and, and a lot of what we will end up getting into with, with our conversations is like, okay, so how do we roll with those unexpected things? How do we actually make the most of those unexpected things, transform that, transmute those experiences into just like the, the stuff of our myth, Hmm. you know, the stuff of our legend of our lives, because whether you're aware of it or not, it's what you're doing right now. 
You yeah. know, you are you are writing the myth and legend of your life right now. You know, and so where do you want to take it? Yeah. And that's what vision's really all about. Where do you want to take it? What possibilities are you open to in your life and in your work? Hmm. What are you willing to push into? You know, I love what you I love what you put out there because I mean that's a, a wonderful way to to interpret what this is. And I think through that, people can start to check in with how do you feel right now? When you feel that thing inside of you, right? When you feel that, that's your vision right there. That's what it is. And you go, oh, I really want to do this thing. I really follow that. Like run down that little rabbit tail or that rabbit hole or whatever it is, you know, like go down there and figure out what that is. Cause that feeling, that little bit of fucking spark right there, there's, you could ignite that shit. You know, yeah. you could make that thing light right up. And all of a sudden you might tap into something that you suppressed as like a little kid or some point in your life. Um, when something maybe happened and you let that thing kind of just sit on a back shelf and it's there. And uh, you know, I like the way that you've been handling things. It's been interesting, you know, watching you go through your process of like slowly removing yourself from your job so you can do more of what you want, you know, and you've, you know, at first you took a couple days off. Now you're taking a couple more days off. You know what I mean? And you, you get to the point where, you, you know, you're not just going like cold turkey. I'm doing this. You don't have to do it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's cool the way that you're, like I, you're, you're a great model for someone who's been working a job that wants to like, but also maintaining an artist career, but wants to go all the way. Like yeah. you're, you're literally demonstrating, at least for me, how that's actually done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I don't think for everybody you just fucking go, okay, I'm fucking quitting everything. You know what I yeah. mean? For some people, it for might sure. It's, yeah. And I think for some people it's probably really necessary. And I think for anybody living their, their creative life, living their uh, life of, of, of purpose and passion, um, eventually it requires that you do fully step into it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't have to be as horribly painful. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a horribly painful process to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of times these things can, can guide us. Um, there was something that I want to add in here about, it was to touch back onto the emotional side of things, you know, um, cause you were talking a little bit about like, yes, that emotion, um, that f- the, the feeling of, of vision and, when we've had it and we haven't done anything about it, you know, that emotionally emerges as like a deep pain because the vision is a deep calling Hmm. of sorts. It's a deep calling. And when we shut it down, it becomes a deep pain, but that deep pain can be transmuted Hmm. into an extraordinarily like extraordinary joy Mm. and excitement when we decide to do something about Mm -hmm. it. When we finally go, screw this shit. You know, you've, it's that moment that you've been, you know, at your job, you're sitting at your desk or you're, or you're standing, you're standing at a table with like, uh, some people who are just treating you like shit, (laughs) 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 taking their order. And you just go, what the hell am I doing? Mm. What the hell am I doing? This is not, this is not my life. Yeah. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. 
What the hell is going on? And that's when you dig back into that well of that thing that's always been there. It's been like, what if we did this? Yeah. What if we did this? <laughs> <laughs> what if we did this? And and you finally give it some attention. You yeah. go, okay, what if we did this? And then we start to bring life to that. Mm-hmm. And we really decide to do that. And then that deep pain, which you've probably been sitting on for however long you've been in that job (laughs) that it that thing just emerges and and gives us such a a a sense of meaning it doesn't mean that it's without fear Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that suddenly our egos don't go off being like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, what are we what are we doing here Mm -hmm. what are we doing here yeah hold on hold on like but it's it's you know that that fear like i said it's a good thing and as John Mayer says, fear is a friend that's misunderstood. You know, it is trying to, it, it is coming from a place of love. It is trying to protect us. It is, but it's just, it's, it's insane. It, it doesn't know actually how to do that. And life is kind of this continually unfolding of like, okay, I'm going to push into that fear until I'm past. It's like, okay, I don't fear that anymore. And then it's like, okay, but, and then there's the next one. We push through that and we just keep pushing in, in, in through it until we, start to realize that, that these fears are, are, you know, it's, it's almost like a checks and balances in some ways. And, and our fears can also help guide, guide us into our, our purpose and guide us into the thing that we really want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it provides some feedback for us in our lives and say, it's like, it's like, okay, does this what you is this what you really want? Oh no, this isn't what you really want. Okay. Well then, then now where does that shift to? I mean that, and it's like, it's like, okay, now we're hitting the fear. It's like, no, but this is really what I want. And boom, you blow, you blow through it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's, um, in order to move through those fears, vision is a crucial component. Yeah. Always, always, always. I think, you know, you you brought up something like, and I, I referred to it before, but the whole vision thing, uh, you know, it's the part of it is this great, big, wonderful idea you have in the future and you're going to walk into and it's going to be this wonderful thing. But part of vision, and I don't think this is talked about enough, but you mentioned it, which is this little flame, this little spark inside of you. That's just as much vision as the big image at the end of the day. And I think that like if you have a little light inside of you that's kind of going like, ah, I kind of want to, I kind of want to, you know, that's enough right? That's enough in a dark, in your darkest moment. If you can catch a spark is enough to light a fire. You know what I mean? And so sometimes if all you have is a little spark and you've been, you know, I think you've been feeling beaten down or you've been scared or you've been working, doing something that you haven't loved. And then all you really have to do, in my opinion, and I, I feel like I can speak from this because I had to do it myself. I, I had my darkest moments. I was depressed. I was down. I was like, life was just messed up. And I remember just being like, there's a spark in there. I know there's this, there's something. And I remember just going, okay, all you got to do is you just got to put something that could ignite this shit. Cause you know, there's a spark there. You just gotta, you gotta get some fucking like kindling or some paper or something that could give you a little bit more, more fire, a little more light right now. I know it's dark, but there's something. And then you do a little thing for yourself. 
You know, this could be the mm-hmm. law of the beginning. You do a little thing for yourself. You go, oh, it's a little lit up. And then you fucking you throw some more stuff in there, right? Boom. All of a sudden, you're starting to get a flame. With this dark period of your life it starts to light up. You start to see things. This is vision. When you light up inside, you begin to see. Think about another great analogy, and I can give this uh, from mm-hmm. my experience of depression that I went through was that the world when you're depressed seems super dark and bleak and just seems like hopeless and you can't see any possibility. It's just like, eh. But the thing is, is when you light up inside, what all happens all of a sudden is all these things that were once dark, it's like you're in a dark room and it just gets all lit up and you're like, oh, well, that's pretty easy. I just got to walk through that door. Has this always been here? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you like realize that it has always been there. But the thing is, is now that you're lit up, it's like things that you could never see before all of a sudden become visible. And so vision is just as much the light inside of you as much as it is the great thing that you see out in the distance. And I believe the more lit up inside you are, the greater a distance you believe you can see. Mm -hmm. Because part of vision too is believing leaving something's out there in the darkness, even though you can't see it. And that's like where faith comes in the law of faith. Yeah. And that's where things come in, where the law of un- the, the unknown, mm-hmm. where you, you can't see it. You're not that bright yet. And no one ever could be, but you could see it for some reason. It's like a lighthouse way out there and no one else can see it. But you're like, I know that lighthouse is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just like, you know, it's out there. But at the same time, you're crazy enough to go out and find yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> and and staying connected to that yeah. vision because it is a process right you know um it's that it, it's um there's really a lot of little tiny decisions and choices that are happening along the way um, and you already kind of mentioned it here because, like, yeah, one of my big things is is really, and whether you want to fully believe me or not in this regard, this is something that I've just, for myself, accepted. I'm like, no, this is actually the truth because I'd heard it from lots of people before, but I've really, the more I've lived, the more I've understood this to be true. Everything is a decision between fear and love. Hmm. And vision depends very much the conti- like in in the following through with it, and I guess this is maybe something that goes into into our law of momentum, but part of that is asking ourselves that question when shit starts getting a little bit real for us, you know, and we're in fight or flight, or you know, we're thinking of just jumping ship, <laughs> and we go, it's like, okay, so what's determining this decision? Hmm. You know, what, what's happening here? What's going on with, with what's happening in my head is, is this, is what's going on in my mind is, is this fear or is this love Hmm. and what's happening there? And, and it's staying in that, in that decision of choosing our love, choosing our passion, choosing our, however you want to look at it. If love is too hippy dippy for you, um, it, it has a particular feeling to it. Our vision has a particular feeling to it. So the little decisions along the way need to be in line with that feeling that we get from our vision. And when they're not, then it's usually a signal that we just need to dismiss that thought. Mm. We need to dismiss that idea. We need to go on this direction Mm -hmm. because this direction 
yes, while it might make me uncomfortable, it is the one that leads me in that direction. Yeah. You know, to take to, to, to uh, take this idea further, you're always making a decision between love and fear. And I said earlier, you know, it's good to have a healthy dose of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the ways that I deal with fear, and I mean, I'm, I'm learning how to navigate this thing a little bit, you know, all the time. But when, when, one of my little things that I always ask myself is, could this kill me or, any, or could it hurt anybody? <laughs> and a lot of time yeah. it can't. It just couldn't. It's just like, no way. And then the, then the thing is, I go, okay, well, I wouldn't hurt anybody else. That's important to me. I'm not going to kill myself. Okay, well, what, what am I so worried about here? What's the, what's the downside? And then a lot of the time, the fear just kind of dissipates because, you know, the ego can come in and you can kind of identify the fact it's like, oh, this is just a, this is a silly little issue. Whatever, I'm going to go do it. But I think when it comes down to like when you actually look at something and it could kill you, you know, when you look at something that's like actually quite a risk or it could leave you in a place which, you know, you feel would be really horrible or whatever. You kind of look at it, in my opinion, and you go this way. You go, OK, what matters more? What's the next question is like, what matters more? Am I willing to die for this? Am I willing to face that in the in the in the desire to go for this. Because the thing is, is if you are willing to face the thing, it no longer becomes fearful. Mm -hmm. There's a book called think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Classic. Awesome book. And in the book, he points out after interviewing like countless number of people, well, this thing is, it's a lot, but anyway, it's a bunch of wealthy people, blah, 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 whatever. But he found out that everybody kind of thinks the same way when they build wealth or build anything great. And the thing is they have these visions, right? But he pointed out that the person who is more certain will usually get what they want. And so certainty mm. is this thing where it's like, if it's like a warrior thing, it's like, look, if I'm not scared to, if I'm not scared to die and you are chances of me winning are much greater because the thing is, is I'll be willing to take the risks. I might be willing to take the risky things. I might be willing to do things that you're not willing to do. But the thing is, is because I'm willing to do that, it gives me that upper edge. It gives me that ability to go that extra mile, to do that Mm -hmm. extra thing. And the thing is, is like, I, you know, I think about like some of these, um, wild fucking things like Braveheart and stuff like that. And these, (laughs) you know, the Scottish people that went and rose against the English and all of that. And like how they went and did this. And I thought, you know, people believed so much in their freedom, so much in that, that they were willing because they were, they were like, I would rather die than I would rather die then then deal with this. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where values start to override fear. And I think that's where love actually comes in. And I think it's like this weird thing because it's like part of it is like you got to deal with fear, but it, it most of the time today we don't have real fears. We're not going to die, like no one's going to hurt anybody. It's all good. But sometimes every once in a while we actually do have a fear that we have to overcome. And I I believe the way to deal with that is to find more love in your values than you have fear in your pants. yeah absolutely absolutely and and that love is so is so rooted into into our sense of what we want to create and and in what our sense of purpose is you know like when when we have that because i think that gives us a sense of of personal stake 
and love in in the world and and direction and it keeps it can help keep us stay in in this thing even when there's there's doubts flying flying in your face you know the, the doubts are coming but then it's just like yeah but no i know i just know that this is the way to go i just know i've just got to push through this i just know that this is what i'm supposed to be doing hmm. so i'm going to push further just be and, and yeah it's it's like all of these people in, in napoleon hill's book you know it's <laughs> it's this it's this deep sense of knowing mm-hmm. uh this and and just being convinced you know that you're you're going in the right direction you know it's it's um it helps you to to avoid being pushed around and also being pushed around by other people's visions too you know because yeah. sometimes you don't even know what you're dealing with when other people are putting their shit onto you it's like that's a whole can of worms you know it's it's a it's enough of a process for us just to try and understand our own inner workings of what's happening in our own minds and, and motivations, Yeah. let alone then taking somebody else's on like, you know, it's not even really a, a path worth going down, you know, to go back to this book, um, thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, he, he pointed out that like the person who's more certain, will usually rise yeah, yeah. and usually get it right. The thing is, is that everybody is selling everybody on something all the time. Everybody's selling each other on a vision all the time. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really touched on this yet. And I think we should take a, a moment to touch on how we adopt other people's visions and we agree to join them or right. not. And also the how to of vision. Those are a couple of things I just want to make sure we cover. But, um, Everyone's always selling their vision all the time. They're telling you, this is how the world works. This is how reality is. This is the way yeah. it is. And this is what you should do with yes. your life. And yeah. And so we can accept that or deny it and defy it. And um, I think that, you know, uh, you know, you, you, it's difficult. It's a very, vision is a very challenging thing to negotiate in life because there's this childhood. I want to be, you know, this great thing. And then parents and, and teachers and people come in and say, well, like, you know, at first they say, yeah, be anything you want. And then they start saying like, well, let's deal with reality. You know what I mean? At least that's our current culture. And in some ways, what they're, they're helping you do is they're looking at the how-to. But here's mm-hmm. my problem with the education system. I think the education system looks at vision backwards. And I said this to you before, mm. but like the, the education system goes how to do something. And then if you figure out how to do it, then you can have a vision for it, which is actually the opposite to reality. But we believe that's reality. Yeah. Let me explain. You have a vision... This is how reality actually works. And that people might think I'm crazy, but honestly, <laughs> look throughout history. Look at Steve Jobs. Okay? Yeah. Look at anybody. Look at any great visionary in history. Exactly. They had a vision, and then they figured out how to make that vision happen. Yeah. But people and the common person, the common man, woman, is that we we learned backwards. We learned you learn how to do it, and then based on figuring out how to do it, then you can have a vision. 
and which keeps our vision obviously very small because the thing is, is like, if you have a great vision that's no one's ever done before, no one knows how to do it. So then how do you have a vision? It's a catch 22. So obviously you have to have a vision before you know how to do it. It's obvious. Yeah. But the thing is, is that we're educated the backwards. And so we have a difficult time sometimes breaking that. Uh, way of seeing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. This reminds me, I, it was a, it was a talk I saw from the, I think like the chief editor of wired magazine and he did, it was, I, I think it was on big think or something. He talked about this and he said, you know, and he was making out the case for being, um, you know, being like a, an optimist and why you should be an optimist. Um, and I think this ties in so much with being a person with vision and being a person because that's also a person who, who is a person who believes in, in possibility. And the point that he was making is like our world has been, despite some of the, the shit that goes on, our world is still defined by the optimists. Our world is still defined by the people who see possibility and the people who are creating new things, the people who are, you know, like, are, and it's true. Hmm. Our world is com- like the, the progress of our world is defined by the visionaries, by the dreamers and the people who dare to do it, you know, and that's not to say that some of these people, some of these people paid the ultimate price you know, as far as we understand, Hmm. they pay the ultimate price for their vision, you know, but the ripples that they created are, are something that most people will never touch upon. You know, like it's, they've, they've so dramatically, the greatest visionaries have so dramatically impacted, uh, the way that we do things in life, the way that we think about life, the way that we think about each other, you know, like they, it's, it's extraordinary. Um, and it's not to say, it's not putting that pressure that you have to be that kind of person, but this is just to illustrate the profound effect of vision. Hmm. You don't have to be a Martin Luther King to, have vision and to create extraordinary, uh, effects in the world. You know, you don't have to be that, but you do have to have a vision. (laughs) You do have to have one, Yeah. you know, and incredible things can happen when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, with vision, uh, a couple things, one is that your vision, doesn't have to be this, like you need to be this person that changes the whole world. Your vision could be a very simple thing. The thing is, is here, here's my point is vision is important to the point that you choose it, that it's not something that you felt you were given by someone else and that you had to have it and that it's your lot in life that your vision, you can see yourself outside of whatever the world has told you you're supposed to be. You know, you grow up in, uh, you know, East LA or Compton or something like that. You, you know, you're, you're feel like you're a gangster. That's the, you know what? That's not your lot in life. That is your position. But do you see yourself outside of that? You know, can you leave that? I think about the people in like Flint, Michigan who are getting, you know, uh, intoxicated by their water. 
right? Mm-hmm. And you go, you know, leave. Leave the place. What's stopping you from leaving? You know what? It's not good. It's not healthy. It is like a toxic place. You know, whatever your fear is about, I won't find a job. I won't do this. Leave. You know what I mean? Vision sometimes is getting you out of a dangerous place that is not good for you. It's not always about being Steve Jobs and changing technology for the rest of the world. Sometimes it's about finding the little things in life that matter to you and not being stuck where the fuck you think you are. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I really am on this right now because, you know, it's so timely, but the whole thing about my bloodline, my, 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 the whole cook thing is like, you know, obviously, you know, you're not just a cook today, but come on, come on. We kind of are, you know, you're kind of like what you, you're born into a family that does mechanics or trucker or whatever the thing you, you know, my dad was a logger when he grew up. And, you know, he didn't want to be a logger, so he went out and he tried to do something else. He went into real estate. He tried to push himself outside of it. He went as far as he could. I'd look at it, I'd go, okay, you know, you don't have to deal with your lot in life. If you like your lot in life, love it. Great. No problem. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you find your lot in life and you don't like it, you're not stuck there. And vision can take you out of it. And that's my point about it. And then when it comes to the how-to, don't worry about how to decide what you want. You will figure out how to do it afterwards. If you wait in the how do I do this and then I'll figure out what I want, you will be stuck where you are forever. And I can, that's one promise I can have for you. Vision is don't worry about how to do it. Decide what you want and then go look for how to do it. Go figure that out. You will figure that out. But the thing is, is if we never allow ourselves that, I mean, we're stuck. Yeah. And that's what you have to. Yeah, that's huge. It's, it's allowing ourselves to yeah. go there. It's allowing ourselves to let these visions kind of come out of us, Yeah, you know, and to accept them, to embrace them, you know, to let them unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, you know, we're going to share more laws in this uh, podcast. We're going to talk about more things. We talked about the law of beginning. We're going to talk about the law of simplicity. We're going to talk about the law of the unknown. We're going to talk about this stuff. This is going to give you the tools to get out of whatever shitty situation you might find yourself in. And at the same time, give you the tools to take yourself from wherever you are, even if your life's great and make it better. That's what we're trying yeah. to do. And as, and as far as and what we try to do, uh, kind of throwing back to uh, your statement on like everyone's trying to sell you something. <laughs> That's our <laughs> Some aim. solution. Um, <laughs> it's not a solution. It's not a solution. That's exactly what I wanted to do. It's like we're, we're not trying to sell a solution. We're just trying to throw some ideas out there that for you to interpret for yourself and see what implications those could have. Yeah. You know, and because ultimately, you know, this is claim your own path. That's, yeah. that's, that's our motto around here on way of the artist claim your <laughs> own path. It's not our path. No. Um, you know, I, we want you, we want you to have yours though. And, and we really want you to have yours. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I mean, to, to further what I was trying to say there. Yeah. I thank you for clarifying that is that our mission is that people are living authentically and truthfully to themselves, you know? And, and I think that if we, uh, I think that you will find through this, some things that maybe call out to you as far as what's true for you and you'll do what you'll do with it. But sometimes you just need someone to say, you're not stuck. 
there is an option and maybe look at it this way and then do what you want to do. You know, turn this podcast off, do nothing. Fine. No problem. Or if something landed with you, act on it. Start a beginning. Do something. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like, I just look at it and I go, if you're listening to this point, you're hearing this stuff. I, 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 I think of it all the time this way, Evan. I always think this is me at 17 is listening on the other end of this. And this is what I would tell myself. I would say, trust that vision. You are not stuck where you are. Believe in it. Go for it. You know, I, and, and, and I was already doing that in a certain way, but to have someone tell me that I could, to tell me that it was important to do, to just reaffirm those thoughts would have been so valuable to me. And so when I say that I, I'm speaking out into the ether <laughs> of that young man that I was at that time who just mm-hmm. felt alone and felt like he was off dreaming all on his own, trying to have a vision all on his own. And I believe there's people out there. And, and when I speak, that's where my message comes from. You know, regardless of what the podcast comes from, I, I have this angst in my heart. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> just like I imagine these young kids who have yeah. just, they're graduating and they're like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to, and I'm just like, keep dreaming. God damn it. Keep dreaming. Stop living somebody else's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, or, you know, do whatever you want to do, but just do whatever's in your heart, you know, whatever it is. And there's no, there's no problem with going and saying like, I'm going to have the secure job and do that. Great. That's awesome. But don't do it because you're stuck. Do it because that's what you want to do, you know. And I, and I really, I feel like vision is 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 you saying this is what I want in life, and this helps me get what I want in life. And if it helps you get what you want in life, then by all means, one hundred percent, do it. Yeah. And sometimes following your vision, you'll fall flat on your face. That's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to fall. It's you'll more than okay up. to fall flat. Exactly. Yeah, you'll get um, back up. Shall we? Uh, shall we? Let's talk about the beer. Talk about this beer here, and and wrap this bad boy up. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Um, you got this, baby. So yeah. Yeah. Know. So this one, uh, this brew that we've been drinking over the course of this podcast is from Steamworks Brewing, one of the oldest uh, craft brewers here in town. This is their Heroica Red Ale, um, 5.6%. Uh, again, we are not sponsored by them at all. We're just throwing some props to people who make beer. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. They spur on the conversation. Do. It's a yes. tradition for us. Yes, a time-honored tradition. <laughs> I like this one, man. This is a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like their name, too. Um, okay, well, let's let's wrap this baby up. Mm-hmm. Um, we've covered a lot. We have covered a lot in this one. More than I thought we were going to cover, to yeah. be honest with you. But uh, well, there here, you go. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm going to say. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, listen, with vision... It's a choice. You either deciding the vision in your mind that you're walking into or you're being sold a vision that you think you're supposed to have, in my opinion. But you're always going to have a vision. And sometimes it's bleak if that's what you allow to infect your mind or it's something that is of your creation. And you can create whatever you want. You don't there's no one's no one is ever going to look down on you if you have a vision that's not like changing the world. It, it, it's irrelevant. Don't worry about what 
anyone else thinks about when it comes to vision. It's really a feeling that you have and what you want, in my opinion. And you just being honest about that and being willing to kind of go venture out and do that and maybe overcome a little fear and find a little more love as you go about this journey. And um, I feel like the last thing I'll say is I just want to remind people, vision is not just an image you have at the end of the day. It's a, it's a feeling and a fire you have inside of yourself that lights the way. And to keep that in mind, because you don't need to always know exactly what the end result will look like. Sometimes all you need to do is feel like I'm lighting up where I know I need to go right now. And I believe there's something out there. I don't even know what it is, but I'm going to light it up and I'm going to go towards it. And, you know, if you're doing that, in my opinion, you're winning in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, my all I want to leave this with is, um, you know, I'm just going to bring this back around is, is, again, everything begins with a vision. Every, anything worthwhile begins with a vision. Um, that's truth. That is truth. Accept it or not at this point. Um <laughs> And actually what I wanted to do was, was just take everybody through just a, a little, a very quick exercise. Maybe you're going to be resistant to it. Maybe not. So what I want everybody to do right now is wherever you are, standing, sitting, whatever, just close your eyes, take a deep breath. If you're driving, maybe pull over. Yeah. Or do this later in a place where it's a bit more a bit more of a, a calm, relaxed environment. Take a deep breath, close your eyes, and I want you to think about this vision that you have. I want you to think about this person that you want to be or this thing that you want to create. And now I want you to imagine yourself in a year from now as a result of it. I want you to picture yourself having pursued that vision. Where are you standing a year from now? What's the place? What are you wearing? Who is with you? What is going on around you? I want you to feel that. Feel that in your body. Let that really, really sink in. Sink that in until it becomes a living reality in your body. And when it's real for you, I want you to ask yourself, is this possible or is this probable? And when you get it to the point where you can say, this is probable, then say out loud to yourself, so be it. So be it. So be it. 
That is an exercise I learned from my amazing wife, Kat Schulte, who I believe she learned it from Bill Hicks. I'm not entirely sure, but it was a profound exercise for me when I first did it. So I just mm. wanted to share that. That's it for me, man. <laughs> Take it easy and keep tuning in. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.